Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a dark, dark day for football. It's got even fucking darker because Liverpool have just dropped two points at Leeds. But then again, if you're a Leeds fan, you probably think, well, you deserved all three. You certainly fucking did in that second half. And once again, Leeds United have proved exactly why they belong in this division. Uh, JP, Sir Mick Moran and Tim Favre with you today. Um, the three of us don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. But we need a voice. We need to rant. With All three of us have been fucking pissed off all day. and We want to chat about what's going on today. So, Tim, I'm going to come to you first, mate, in terms of that football match. Let's just get the fucking football match out of the way first. How are you feeling after that game just finished? Um... Well, in summation, I mean, yeah, <sighs> just I don't know how to feel about football right now. I can't really break down the game because I can't, I can't sit here and, and lie and say that I was invested because I just don't know where Liverpool are at. <laughs> to be honest, in terms of the performance, sixty minutes of really, really good football, and then we fell off a cliff essentially, and Leeds just dominated the game from there on out. Um, but yeah, we showed what we can do for sixty minutes. Pretty, pretty dominant. Look, look good going forward, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit, wasn't it? It was fucking wank. Uh, uh, Mick, I've nearly called you Tim then because I usually call to you first, don't I? Um, Mick, I mean, like you said, it was a bit of a game of two hours, wasn't it? Because Leeds certainly fucking could have snatched that then because they had a couple of really good chances. And if it wasn't for Allison, mate, we would be fucking losing that two one three one, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as much as I wasn't invested in that game, one percent. Like I, when the, the difference between we, when these we scored and when they scored, it was the same. It was the same. Like oh, the, someone's someone's put put a, the ball in the back of the net. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Allison. That was the best he's been for, for a while in terms of saves and, and keeping us in it. And you knew that goal was coming, and it did. It was it was bound to happen, especially after yeah. the events of. Uh, the last 24 hours just compounded it. Yeah, well, let's just look at that, the last the events of the last 24 hours. And that's the reason why we've fucking got all the fucking black branding at the minute, because we just brilliantly just fucking can't be asked because it's just, I, I feel so fucking deflated. But Mick, I'm just going to stick with you for a minute, mate. Obviously, the news broke late last night about the Super League and everybody's had all day to, to think about it, to tweet about it, to talk about it. So we don't have to relay any of the news. Everybody knows the fucking news, but I want to get your thoughts on it right now. How are you feeling after what's happened over the past 24 hours? Uh, there's been a load of boss tweets. Like obviously, Redman, Anfield, Rap, all, all the journalists involved in Liverpool have been putting out loads of 
good stuff today on their opinions and, and I agree with, agree with them all. Like it's just blindsided everyone. It's self serving um people who are um, not from this country who are running clubs with millions and millions of pounds and, and they're taking advantage of a season where they're not getting that money because of, there's no fans in the stadium and it's it kind of feels a bit cheap because they've done it that way. I, I mean, imagine they did that and, and there was a full crowd tonight. It'd be absolutely... Oh, won't get away with it. That, that's the thing and it's just, it's little things like that where you just like, like, I mean, I've seen something on Sky Sports News where apparently there's a, there was a quote from one of the board members of one of the six cl- English clubs, I don't know which one, and he said, our primary job is to maximise our revenues and profits. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. It's just like, yeah, what? It's just like proper like business talk. And it's like, well, you, whoever's whoever's put that out there, it's just you, you obviously don't get footy and, and what it's all about. It's not it's not the same as as other sports. It's 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 a fan led sport, and like that that whole um, quote that gets bandied around, footy without fans is nothing. But it couldn't be true at this moment in time. No, that's true, mate. And uh, Tim, I think one of the things that has has been a big talking point today is the fact that fans weren't consulted. There was no consultation period with anybody. There wasn't like there's been musings about this thing for oh thirty years. You know, I remember when the Champions League first fucking changed from the old European Cup to the Champions League, and there was fucking a revolt then, and there was a Premier League revolt when that started, and then the group stages of the Champions League changed again in the early two thousands, where we had a second group stage, and there was always fucking talks about the Champions League changing and then the breakaway of this fucking Super League but the fact that this is it hasn't really come out the blue has it really Tim in terms of this Super League bullshit because it was always a thing that was oh it comes and it just fucking gets battered away again fuck it's like shoot go away but this time it's really come out the blue hasn't it in terms of right there's the announcement there's it's done it's signed sealed delivered it's apparently on its way but there's been no consultation from the fans has it and from an obviously Liverpool perspective and an FSG perspective that is fucking unacceptable yeah, it's 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 been difficult to kind of get to grips with because it feels like it's like I said it's all happened so quickly, and it's it's not really been a process of deliberation or a two weeks prior to oh it's you know that you know the meetings have been held about it and all this kind of stuff. It's just been there is a super league now, so it's 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 been completely mental and. To see the reaction of, of some of the bigger kind of organisations that run football, FIFA, UEFA, you know, even the Premier League over here in the UK, just to see their reaction to it, it's been, you just can't help but have mixed feelings about it. You know, it's yeah. Gary Neville going on Sky and then shitting all over Liverpool and Man United is, is ridiculous to me. I think that, you know, Sky and the Premier League are, are, are two of the biggest culprits as to why this has happened. I think that, you know, he's he goes on there and he talks about, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, you're trying to make a money grab and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you're working for a company that's been charging 15 quid a game in the middle of a pan- pandemic and try to try to go pay-per-view, you know, in the, with the economy the way it is and, and with football, f- football fans around the country and around the world suffering and you're still charging 15 quid a game. So, you know, that's that to me is is the hypocrisy of it all. You know, it's all the media coming out outside of, of, of what you hear from fans is, is complete nonsense because all they care about is the fact that your money will be going somewhere else now. That's, that's mm. their concern. They don't give a fuck about fans. Let's, let's, let's be honest. You know, Sky aren't sitting here worried about, you know, 
what our thoughts and all this kind of stuff. They're worried about their revenue dropping and and their coverage of football being less important and and them having less rights to the bigger teams. So it's it's hard because you're frustrated in that sense because at the end of the day, you know, it's we want to see Liverpool in the Premier League and you know the Premier League was the original version of the Super League, you know, except just the English edition rather than just in, in the whole of Europe. But for, for me, it's a bunch of a bunch of owners that are trying to, you know, turn it into what the NFL is, but for Europe. And mm. it, it doesn't make sense to me because part of the attraction to football and part of what makes football so great is the fact that anyone can be anyone. And especially yeah. in the in, in the Premier League, you know, in, in, in leagues around Europe, you know, you've got two or three teams that are established and you know they're going to be in the top four every single season. There's no real competition outside of that. There's the odd team every 10 years where you think, oh, that was a decent team. They come third and then they bow out in the group stages and you think, oh, they were shit. So, you know, to see in the Premier League when, you know, you've, you've got stories like Leicester City within the last, you know, five, six years happening to then step aside and, and act like it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't well, Tim, Tim, Tom, as you said, uh, sorry, Tim, mixed feelings, not at all greed, and that's it. Can you care to explain yourself, Timothy? Because Tom was not happy with what you said. Well, yeah, I, in terms of, I've, I'm certainly pissed off at the owners. I mean, it's it's hard to be pissed off at, at the club in general because you can't help but feel that this this was a top brass decision and didn't really. You, you heard Jurgen for the game, you know. I don't, you don't think feel like. The, the players had any sort of say in this decision, never mind us fans. You know, the guys who are playing for the club, representing the club, wear the badge, aren't getting included in these decisions either. So it's, I, I have mixed feelings because I want to be pissed off at Liverpool. I don't want to watch their games, but at the same time, I don't want to disrespect the players because it's it's not, it hasn't been their decision. It's not been a Klopp decision, you know. So my mixed feelings is the fact that a lot of the media that's come out on it is you know it's um hypocritical i mean from a from a fan i mean let, let's face it fans have have not been significant for a long time now we've not had a big say in football for a long time you know big big money's taken over the sport and it has done for years you know let's face it you know it's, all this financial fair play is, is bollocks it doesn't matter you know city will make a donation somewhere and all of a sudden their financial fair play is all right. And it, football, this has been a story for football. It's just built up to this point now. And, and yeah, I'm pissed at, I'm pissed at the club. It's, it's, a, it's a money grab. It's selfish and all that kind of stuff. But my mixed feelings are because I can't help but feel sorry for the guys who, who have to go out there tonight and, and play a game in, in these conditions. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mick, I think Tim's just made a lot of very good points there. But obviously... I just want to focus on what Tom's just said there, Mick. It's not the first time FSG have got it wrong either, so they either didn't learn or didn't care. So we've we've been very diplomatic on this podcast in terms of our stance with FSG, haven't we? We've sort of seen the bigger picture and we've we've always appreciated what the owners have done from 2010, from three days from administration and brought us from a worth of, you know, 150 million to I think it's close to three billion now is what we're worth or whatever it is. Um and then we've gone on to it took us a long time to win something um, from that Carling Cup and we've ended up had a really nice domination of, um, of trophies last couple of years, which has been fantastic. But obviously there has been the odd fuck-ups along the way, the £77 walkout, the furlough and the staff, the trademark of the name Liverpool. These are things that we've seen glimpses of the greed that these owners have. have. And whether we as a, as a fan base have just gone... Yeah, we'll brush it under the carpet. We'll just say, okay, 
that's another learning curve. Next thing. Can we question the transfer policy a lot? I don't know if we can, given the, the level of investment that we, we have had in, in the squad in, in certain years when we've actually desperately needed it. That's a, that's another fucking podcast all in itself. But the likes when we needed the likes of Alisson and we needed Salah, we needed Fabinho, you know, the money was spent, the likes of Van Dijk and stuff like that, the Thiago Jota, that people very conveniently seem to forget last summer. But this is a major, major fuck-up by FSG. And I'm fucking disgusted the way that they've decided that this is the way to go for Liverpool. And fucking, is it Billy Hogan that's come out today and said, it, it, albeit it might not be um, what Liverpool fans agree with or what they think it, this is the best thing for Liverpool Football Club going forward. I don't know how the fuck they're coming to that fucking conclusion because it's it beyond me. But I swear to God, if, if Peter Moore was still in charge of this fucking football club from a day-to-day basis, this would not be fucking happening. Yeah, I agree with everything everything you're saying. It's just like we've we've been what you said, Jay. We've been warm a few times where Adaran's been like, like you said, the the, the the things like the ticket prices and stuff like that. And you and you kind of go, well, they saved us, and I kind of you keep coming back to that. Oh, they've they've done this and they've done that, and they and they have done good things for us. But I don't think it's it's clearly. I know. No, they're clearly not getting it. That they're making these mistakes, and they can't just keep. Oh yeah, sorry, made another mistake. Oh shit, I made, I made another mistake. You can't just keep doing that. And this one's just it's just a step too far. And I don't know how far down the line this is. It seems pretty much fucking done, doesn't it? Like, but like Dan's just put in there. I was just going to mention this. Um, Milner just said after the game, like he doesn't want it to happen. And I mean that, and I can imagine that's the same for all the players. Like Klopp got. Got absolutely thrown under the bus today before that before that game. That interview, he had, he had to go out there and conduct himself. Got told the day before, and he's had to try and he's probably spent loads of time thinking about what I'm going to say. I've got to say the right thing. I can't go too over the top, and I can't go. I can't just go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about it. He's got. He had to be completely spot on, and he was. And it's like it shouldn't be like like Neville and Gallagher were saying before the game. It's that was kind of the, the whole show before the game was about that. It's on the players' minds, it's on everyone's mind. The Leeds fans, uh, Leeds players are wearing shirts, and it's just like it's just came out of. I mean, it, it's been probably coming for, for for a while with with all the different things coming up with um, stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's it's just it, it's a it's a step too far from from what 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 we want Liverpool to be. And I just I just don't I just don't get the thinking. I mean, like I think one of the owners of the clubs, I can't remember which one it was, but said like he doesn't understand why there's relegation in the Premier League. And it's like, well, you need, it, it, your effort and re- efforts need to be rewarded. And if you, the efforts aren't there, you're not rewarded. That's, that's just the way it is. And that's the way it always has been. And without that, the game's just going to be like, what, we're going to just be playing Real Madrid and whoever uh, like all the time and without even having to put that effort in to go and play those teams. Like, it, when we played Real Madrid last, the, the other week, that was the first time we played them in, not, in a knockout um, game since like what was it 2009 it's like uh, yeah. when those games come along you go right yeah I'm up for this because it's been ages and, and it's like well it's, that's not going to be exciting for us anymore and it's just I, I just don't understand what what the thinking is and I, obviously it's money that that is that <laughs> that's be all and end all that that's what it's about but I can't understand how they've kind of done this without any like thinking about the fans I mean if they put it to the fans it would have got battered back straight away so I understand why they've just directly done it but the fact that they've just done this and no consultation with anyone, Klopp getting told the day before it's coming out, just stuff like that. It's just, it's against everything that we we want to see as football fans and especially at Liverpool as well. well yeah, absolutely. Let, 
I was going to ask you a question, Jay, because the other piece of news today was the fact that the, the new format for the Champions League came out for the 24-25 season. And obviously one of the new rulings that, that they've decided to come into play is the fact that a club like Liverpool or Dortmund, who are currently sitting outside the Champions League positions in their prospective league, because they've changed the, the number of teams in Champions League from 32 to 36. And two of those positions will be given to a league place. I, I'm not sure which countries, but two of the, the other two positions are given to teams based on merit and size of club. So for me, it's UEFA have gone and condemned that and gone and done a, essentially exactly the same thing, haven't they? In a roundabout way, mate, you're absolutely spot on. And this was all the point for, for UEFA to make more more money out of the Champions League because at the end of the day, you know, the old school way of the of the European Cup was first round, first leg, second leg. That's how it had always been. Then the revamp, revamp of the Champions League was, I tell you what, let's make a group stage. So then that way we get guaranteed money because we're going to see Real Madrid and Barcelona playing at least six games. So you're going to get them playing at least six games of footy in European. And that is fantastic for the global universe in terms of watching football. That's a guaranteed six games of watching the big teams. And it worked. And it worked. People didn't like it at first, but it fucking did work at the end of the day. And then they got fucking twitchy fingers again. And at the beginning of the century, let's make a fucking second group stage. So there was a second group stage, but it didn't fucking work. And that's why it was scrapped after a few years. And then it went back to the old format of the group stage and the, and the knockout stage. And that's all that was needed. It was done. I think a lot of people got pissed off in the 90s when it got expanded from not just the champions going in, the second place team going in as well, and then the third and the fourth place team as well. And I, I you know, I totally agree with that in, in, in a roundabout way. It's called the Champions League for a fucking reason. You're the Champions League country, that's when you go into it. But would we have had the sex? In, the sex? Would we have the? Would we have had the success in 2005 without that? Without that ruling? No, we fucking wouldn't. Would we have had the success in getting to the final in 2018? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have enjoyed those European nights. No, we wouldn't. 2019, we wouldn't have. And you know what I mean? It goes on to the year we fucking won it. So I can't agree. I can't disagree with it too much because I fucking, I've had some of the best times in my life with that ruling. But the point I'm trying to make here, Tim, is the fact that they're changing it again. It's now going to go into a fucking league format where the top eight go into a fucking playoff in the quarterfinals. So you're going to be playing five of the big teams away and five of the big teams at home. So it's like the fucking Super League that's being proposed anyway. And it's more fucking match days and it's more chance to fucking play more games, more fucking TV time and all that sort of fucking shit. So it's, it's and then it's convoluted. And the rest of the fucking team, that's a massive gap between what? The, the, the 10th place team and the tw 24th after that. Fucking hell. I mean, Jesus Christ, putting a playoff for those teams, it's fucking shit like playing FC Aldi from a country we've never even fucking heard of. Do you know what I mean? And that's no offence to them. You know, fair play to them if the coefficient ranking isn't isn't high enough and they get a place in the Champions League. Fucking kudos to them. That'd be fucking brilliant. But at the end of the day, the way UEFA have changed this Champions League format, forget about the um, the Super League. In 2024, we'll all be pissed off with the Champions League format. That gets announced today without the, the, the Super League bullshit. We'd be pissed off with the Champions League format changing. Yeah, well, I was the other thing I was just just to come to you here, Mick. Um, you know, what's the is is this to do with the club being fed up with with the way that you know leagues have been run? Is this a result of the Premier League fucking up I mean, and the and UEFA fucking up over over yeah, the course of time? It is, mate. Because the one thing I, I do have a, a, 
a degree of sympathy for these top clubs that are breaking away from UEFA is the money grabbing that fucking UEFA give us. Now, Carl just jogged my memory there because UEFA only have 50% of fans in each final. It's just as greedy. Don't want a global game of footy, just want our club and its values back. It's our game, so let's get it back. He's spot on there because every time we've had tickets for the Champions League final, we've never got the full fucking allocation. I remember getting a fucking ticket for Athens and the lads who had been every fucking home game with didn't get one in the ballot. And that is so unfair because there's a 60,000-seater stadium there. And I think it was only like fifteen to 20,000 got tickets. And it's the same every fucking time. It's the prawn sandwich brigade that get all the fucking majority of the tickets and you have some random fuckers in the middle, neutral, going, oh, yes, go team in white, go team in red. Yay. And it really fucking pisses me off because it should be an even split between the two supporters and the fucking majority of them should get it. And that's another reason why these fucking big clubs are getting pissed off. Because the majority of these big clubs that get to these finals, which is why they're getting pissed off with them. And I get that. I do. And I fucking support it so much that UEFA are money-grabbing bastards. But this is the fucking wrong way to go about it. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I would say is as much as it, it's a mess. I, I understand the 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 kind of like draw to pull away from from UEFA because let's face it, it's it's had its fair share of issues over the years. But um, you know, it's it's just about do, doing it in the right way and, and and respecting kind of like the history of clubs and the history of, of the way football has has been done as a business, isn't it? Isn't it, Mick? Exactly. I mean, I've I got tagged in a in, in a tweet just before the, well, just before the game finished. I'm a a a, a, a United fan uh, on Twitter, and he and he said, um, "Here's an idea: two weekend two weekends time, United play Liverpool. The players and management are with us fans. They should go out on our pitch, then walk off and refuse to play. Two of England's greatest clubs and players making a stand together and making a power move. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what a way to." Stick a fucking royal two fingers up to to the lot of them. I mean, I just I just can't see it happening. I mean, I would I would absolutely love it if 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 they did and kind of just absolutely rebelled against everything that's currently going on because it's just an absolute shit show. To be honest, that's that's the best way I could put it. It's an absolute shit show. I just don't understand what the thinking is. Like I, I went to sleep pretty early last night and, and woke up and just seen all this, and I was like, this is just like I, I can see. I've seen signs of it, like I expect people have been saying today, you've seen signs of it coming, but the fact that it's actually came to this and it's now a concrete thing that seems to be quite far down the line is just <laughs> baffling to me. Tim, what do you think about the Premier League stance on this? Because we know tomorrow that there's going to be a a, a meeting between the rest of the, the Premier League, so there's going to be 14 clubs on this conference call tomorrow that are going to discuss it. You know, How are they going to react tomorrow in this meeting are they going to fucking get together and go do you know what fuck them off ban them from playing next season fucking ban them now or deduct points off them now or whatever but on the flip side to that the Premier League might turn around and say well listen we can't survive without these fucking six clubs because the majority of our money that comes in from around the globe in terms of TV rights is because they want to watch these big six clubs and that's no disrespect to any fucking team that are playing below that level. That's no disrespect whatsoever. But the Premier League would be a poorer, a poorer product without those six clubs in, and, and that's unfortunate for the rest of the, the league. Of course, it is, and you know, no one wants to see anybody suffer because of fucking actions of stupidity. But that's the fucking the truth of it, isn't it? That the these six clubs have got the Premier League by the short and curlies. <sighs> Everyone has an agenda. 
and in '92, when uh, the Premier League broke away, and and Sky were the were the people who endorsed it, and they created this big six. They created the idea of the big six, and now they're having to pay for it. Now they're having to pay for it because they essentially overloaded the power into six clubs in the country, and now they're doing what they want. And that is, they are to blame at the end of the day because they are they are the the people who who helped, you know, tear tear those clubs and 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 the, and the first division away from from the FA and, and create their own league. And, you know, that this, this is the result, you know, and this is all a, a down, down the hill kind of, this is a snowball effect of, of what they, what they did back then and handing the clubs all the TV rights and making sure that they're on TV the most and, you know, making sure that they're the, they're the biggest recipients of, of TV, television money and all that kind of stuff means that, you know, th- this is the result. So they can only look at the- look at themselves in the mirror, and unfortunately, those fourteen clubs will will go in and and probably have some valid points, and you know, will probably want points deductions or you know the the top four teams that aren't the six that are joining to to be put into Europe instead of them. But you know, I I just don't see the Premier League being able to do anything significant because if they drop them down to the Championship, let's face it, they're they're only going to come back up in in a year or two, and you know. It's, yeah. it, it's it's not going to have a significant difference. There's no way that you can punish them unless you completely remove them from the league. But like you said, then you ruin the, the entire product that you spent 30 years building. So True. It's a really good point, that, mate, because there's a fantastic book called The Club that you can get on Amazon for like six quid and it, it documents the story of the Premier League and how it started. And what Tim's just been saying, that it goes into really heavy detail about it and a lot of it is really eye-opening. No, I'm not plugging that because we. I've not read. The, I've read the book. I have read the book. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. I've, hey, I've got a cheap plug for you. I've got a cheap plug for you. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a European plug, so I don't know what European plug. <laughs> oh well, 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 it, it is the European Super League. Might as well be a fucking European yeah. Super plug. I don't um, even know why that's there. But, to be honest with you. I don't even know why that's there, mate. What the fuck? You're not even going on holiday, so why the fuck have you got it out? God knows what. God knows what you and Kate have been fucking trying to charge. Anyway, so um, Tomo's just had a really good uh, comment there. Said, "Can I just say there is no big six? There is too many has beens in those so-called six. Yeah, it's a really good point, mate. I don't know how Tottenham Hotspur managed to get in there when they haven't won a fucking European Cup, <laughs> City as well. Um, but the fact is, money talks, Arsenal mate. As well. Well. That is. well, Arsenal as well. Got a big issue in the two spot. I." You know, a little bit. Probably the mainstay in the Champions League because they qualified for the Champions League for a long time. Anyway, but this is one of the focus what I want to come on from what Carl said. What if the Premier League and UEFA ban? So that's, so that's what's being talked about at the minute, the fact that the, the Premier League and UEFA might ban the football club from from the from the, from the competition, so, i.e. the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A. Uh, what happens to season tickets? This is renew, renewal period time, lots to discuss. It's a really, really good point that Carl makes, uh, Mick, because you know we, we we go to the game regularly. You know, there's it is season ticket renewal period now. People are renewing their season tickets. Some people that have already paid their money, and there's that risk now of, well, how much footy am I actually going to fucking watch next year? What, what am I going to see? Just fucking was it eleven fixtures at, at Anfield? It's fucking ridiculous. This is these are things that they've got to fucking think about, and it's it's like. They knew about this before the season ticket renewal period, and again, it's another fucking sly little thing that they've done to us. Yeah, there's there's so many things that I mean, it doesn't. There's probably no right time to do this because none of us want to see it happen. But there's so many, like you said, there's so many things like that where you kind of like, well, what about this? What about that? This, the, the, I just, I honestly don't get the thinking. I mean, I've, I've I've run out of words to kind of 
even describe the bastards to be honest because I, I just don't i just don't know what i just don't get i honestly don't get it and like like Cole's just said there as well like sky bt amazon needs to come out and make a statement um statement that they were not bid for the in, to be interested in a new format but they will some true some true colors shown or have deals already been done that's, that's what i mean you is just it, you just don't know do you no and the thing is sky have come out and been making a fucking big deal about this in the be all and end all they're only protecting their own fucking interests in this shit Neville and Carragher are coming out and talking, and you know I, I agree with everything they both said. Don't get me wrong, but Sky have really got an invested interest in this because as soon as it comes out now, I mean that they made a very very good point, didn't they? That with this now, it means that the clubs have the individual right to market their own image rights and their own TV deals. And like Gary Neville said, you know Manchester United have 150 million fans. If every one of them paid a pound every week to watch them. That that's revenue that they've never ever going to get being in the Premier League or being in the Champions League, respectively. That's a really really good point. And again, you go you go back to a lot of fans that have a go at FSG week in and week out for not spending money and not investing, and they forget about the main stand, the Anfield Road, the fucking training ground. And again, it's I mean, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Tim, and I'm going to throw this at you, mate. That's a, this is FSG's way of thinking, well, this is how we're going to make a lot of money, but all these fucking other clubs are going to make a lot of money. Therefore, the transfer fucking fees for other for these big players are going to go up. It's a never-ending fucking story, is it? It's fucking, we're going round and round and round. Well, it's the, the whole player situation is going to be incredibly interesting because UEFA and FIFA are putting together some some kind of rules where if you, if you do play or participate in the Super League, you won't be allowed to play in the World Cup or, or in the Euros or in the Champions League. And obviously the Premier League is saying in the domestic league too. Um, so it's going to be interesting because you, we might see, you know, players f- fleeing from clubs like like Liverpool and Man United to be able to continue to play in, in the setup they already know. So, you know, it's again all dependent on, on whether you UEFA and FIFA are able to actually put those those kind of laws down. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've seen that there's already talk about, you know, pulling Man City, Chelsea, and Real Madrid from this year's Champions League, which, you know, is, is going to be a mess in itself, which leaves PSG by themselves as the only semi finalist remaining. It's, it's, it's going to be well, interesting just because just- there's so many unknowns. There are, mate. There's so many unknowns, but there's a quote, Mick, that's just come out from Jurgen Klopp, and uh, someone has asked Jurgen Klopp if he sees himself managing Liverpool in a European Super League, and his response was, "If I'm a problem, I go. If I'm not, I stay. I feel responsible for this club." That is a fucking massive quote. That is unreal. That that makes me want to jump on the fucking toilet and shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's what we were like when when I first heard this news this morning. My first thought was, I can't wait to see what Klopp says. I can't like, I don't know if that's the right thing to think, but I just knew Klopp would just like settle, not settle our nerves, but kind of side with us because like he's bound to. He's came into this club and he's 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 just stuck to it like a duck to water. He's embraced everything, and he and he's one of the the most coveted trophy in 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 this in this country. So. Uh, on on the Champions League, so it's it's quotes like that and quotes that he and he made before the um, <clears throat> before the game as well, saying like there's no, there's no way if if that you can divide the the club from from the fans and and that's what that's that's what's kind of getting 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 done at the moment and you're trying to drive a wedge between them and I just don't think that's firstly them think that, that 
the the people involved in us thinking that that's feasible or even attainable is it, that's what makes me laugh because if this happens and, and it goes forward then it's just gonna the shit's just gonna hit the hit the fan even more than it already has in a in a bad way so yeah that 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 type of quote is exactly what we want and and that, that's what he's gonna that's what he's gonna keep providing as long as long as he I mean there was a lot saying that is is Klopp gonna walk like loads of tweets circulating going is is Klopp gonna gonna leave and stuff like that and you're like well he's he's not gonna he's not gonna leave now he's he's, he's gonna at least gonna try and make a bit of a statement in terms of <clears throat> um that he's he's not for this because he's not the type of manager that would, would would go for any anything ever like this. True. And that's the thing, Tim, isn't it? I think the you know the other breaking news this afternoon is that were, that Jose Mourinho had, had obviously left Tottenham as well. And they're still, you know, depending on which tweet you look at, depends on whether he walked or whether he was sacked. But again, the timing of it was very interesting, wasn't it? Because there was the rumours that oh, he wouldn't, he refused to take the training session because of what's going on. So Daniel Levy told him to fuck off. But the, to be fair, the writing was on the wall for Jose Mourinho for a long time under Tottenham. I just thought it was very weird that they've sacked him the week before the cup final. Maybe, maybe they're just doing that just for the sake of, well, we get a new manager in. You know, usually the, the new manager gives the players a new lease of life, doesn't he? But it's all about timing, isn't it? And I think the, the biggest worry for us right now is if Jurgen Klopp stays at Liverpool because if Liverpool lose Jurgen Klopp, whether it's within a, the next week or within the next month or before the end of the season or just after the season finishes, I swear to God those owners will be out just as fast because we will fucking, I'll never fucking forgive them for that. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing you can't, you can't blame Klopp if he does at the end of the day, this is a, this is a disgraceful decision. And to not only as, as Mick said, kind of leave him blindsided and not allow him to have a say in, in what his club, the, the guys he puts on the field at the end of the day, he, he's the main guy because he's the guy who selects the teams. He's the guy who sets them up to win to, to not allow him to have his say in what competitions that they enter and, and to go behind his back. What is clearly uh, to have gone behind his back and, and not to have, you know, included him or let him have a say in this. I wouldn't, especially considering what he's done, especially considering the way he's built the club up over the last five years mm. to, to kind of, to, back, to stab him in the back and then not only that, but to have a statement released the night before the Leeds game and then leave him out there to be able to just answer questions like that and throw him under the bus in that manner. I would not be surprised if he walks at the end of the season, especially if, it, if this does go through, because I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. And you know what? All, all the best for him, because one, FSU would be out quickly and... You know, I'd, they've they've got things wrong. I don't think they're a bad ownership group, but they've they've certainly fucked it here. Um, and I just wouldn't blame him because this is this to to for a manager of his caliber to have changed the club the way he has to have, you know get us back to winning ways that we haven't seen in such a long time to then go behind his back and just completely throw him under the bus. I if he walks tomorrow, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's funny that isn't it, Mick? Because there's always been this thing about FSG and the, the level of investment that they've given Jurgen Klopp and, or not given Jurgen Klopp, depending on which side of the fence that you fall on. We don't achieve this without Jurgen Klopp. I don't think any other manager gets us the Premier League or the Champions League or the World Club Cup or the Super Cup in, in the manner that we did and the dominating way we did since since he's come in, the way he's built year upon year. And he said, like, 
I mean, everyone sat in Jurgen Klopp's press press conferences. I think we win a title in five years or four years, or whatever he said. And I think everyone looked at each other going, Klopp, God bless you, baby. Yeah. But you have no idea what, what you fucking walked into here, babe. Do you know what I mean? We all thought that, but fuck me, he didn't have to fucking keep his word. He brought us the Champions League within that time period and brought us the Premier League the next year. But that doesn't that doesn't happen without fucking Jurgen Klopp. No one else fucking does that. And those fucking Americans don't fucking appreciate what they've got in front of them. And I think Tomo makes a really good point here. He says, I think if there was no pandemic, FSG would have seen how much the Premier League meant to us as fans as it would have been bigger than the Champions League parade. But listen... I know they live in America and they see big fucking cheers for when Boston won the World Series, uh, you know, in that sh- fucking maths league or whatever it is, that MLB is fucking boring as fuck. Um, you know, great, you know, I get, I get the thing behind it, but fucking hell, it goes on for fucking hours. Um, but that would have that would have been different, wouldn't it? It would have been, I don't think it would have changed anything, though. I really don't. I don't think any amount of parade will change the amount of change that's shaking in their pockets. Yeah, I mean, once you read that out, I was kind of like, yeah, that's a that's a good point. But like like you said, Jay, it's 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 kind of if it's if it's feasible, even after they've seen the Champions League parade, they obviously need the Premier League one parade would have been that times two or whatever times you want to be. It would have been that an yeah. out like a an an outbreaking of thirty years of, of of waiting for that. That would have just been obviously it would have been tremendous if we had the chance to do it but yeah like you said without Jürgen Klopp none of this happens like you look at the squad we had when he when he came into this club it was just absolutely horrendous like it was just so bad and he and he's like you said that first interview is like if they haven't won one in five years I'll go and manage in Norway or Denmark or whatever he said and it was like well yeah he he, he could do it but it's it, it's very unlikely because we, we hadn't seen it happen for so long and, he, and he's came in and we got close and then we did it and it's like it's kind of been because the world's been in a fucking mad place for the for the last what thirteen months. It's kind of not been appreciated that what we did last year was just out of this world the, the way we did it. And obviously we had that big break, and then we come back to footy with no fucking fans, and we're like, "What's this shit?" But we've kind of just got to keep stumbling, and we stumbled over the line, and we did it. And it's it's with the, with no fans there, we couldn't really. We couldn't really encapsulate that moment in history in the same way. Obviously, the way the way we lifted the trophy was the way they set it up at Anfield was boss. I loved all that, but that moment wasn't there for us at all to save it. And I mean, I, I still don't think it would have an effect on what they were thinking. They've probably been thinking about this for a long time. If this is, yeah, this, and then if this came to fruition now, it's obviously been on the cards for a, for a, for a while, hasn't it? Clearly, yeah, it has, and it's it's no coincidence that it's. Manchester United American owners, Liverpool American owners, Arsenal American owners. There's no, there's no fucking coincidence that they're trying to change it into a fucking franchise and to make it more NFL, more NBA. You know, I'm, it's it's really really sad that this is what's happening to our game. And you just said there, Nick, about the moments. How many more moments are we going to get like that? We're really not. We're not going to get many moments like that anymore if this carries on, because. This is now mud sticks, shit sticks. If there's a complete fucking U-turn tomorrow, if we wake up and then by 12 o'clock tomorrow is a fucking U-turn, oh, sorry, it was our fault. We're not going to do it. We're really sorry. We're just going to fucking carry on as normal. Oh, so then we're still trying to fucking aim for the top four and trying to get revitalised after the yeah. shit show we've just saw tonight. I don't even fucking want to talk about that tonight because that was a fucking massively missed opportunity tonight and really, really pissed me off. That it, it, I mean, it's great that the football was still consistent. 
You know, at least that's one positive thing. The fucking football was still consistent of shit results. But I don't <laughs> really want to fucking talk about that right now. But if they turn around tomorrow and said, oh, yeah, 12 o'clock, oh, yeah, sorry, it's fine. We, we, we're not going to do this European Super League. We just wanted to see what UEFA would do about the Champions League. I'm sorry, but the, it's, the fucking damage has been done now. And even when fans come back next year, every time we play away from home, it'll be, the, it'll be even fucking worse, won't it, Tim? Because you just can't fucking walk away from this now. It's been done now. The damage is done, and I don't see how you, you come back from this for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, you you pretty much summed it up there. I, I, I think that it, it's it, I just don't see it happening either. I don't see them coming out and, and saying that they've made a mistake if if they're this far down the line. I mean, if 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 they were if they were holding meetings and stuff, and it was very public about the fact that owners of of six different English clubs and and three Italian clubs and, and three Spanish clubs and all this kind of stuff were holding holding meetings regarding the Super League, you'd think, oh, this is just a power play on UEFA so that these guys have more leverage, and you know they're trying to they're trying to you know step into the way they've edited the format of the Champions League, and they're probably not happy with it and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that they're out here and, and th- there's an official league statement now. And, you know, they've got a brand and, you know, they've got a logo and all this kind of stuff. And it, it looks like... Wank, a real, by the way. It's fucking yeah, wank. It looks shit as well. Um, but you, you can't help but feel there's, there's an air of, of seriousness to it. And, and you know, that these it's it's not, you know, this isn't a, a theory anymore. This is this, this is going to happen. So, you, like I said, it's, it's just hard to, to see these guys, do you know, doing a U-turn and coming out and apologising to fans and stuff. And... You know, I, that, that's it. I, I just can't. I can't help but f- feel sorry for if, if there's anyone to feel sorry for. It's the fans. At the end of the day, they're, they're the only ones, along with some of the players who, who would obviously and coaches who have been blindsided by this. But outside of them, it's the only the only people I feel sorry for are the fans because they're the ones yeah. losing out of this. And you know, it's 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 everything that they're passionate about that you've just stripped them of, and and that's gonna that's gonna resonate for a long time after this decision, whether it stops tomorrow or whether we're playing in the Super League for the for years to come. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Mick, I think what when Tim mentions the fans there, there's a lot of other fans that I want to talk about now, and that is the fans in the lower leagues. £400 million gets sort of parachuted from the Premier League right down to the lower leagues because of knock-on effects and stuff like that, and rightly so. I think it should be a lot more. Yeah. But you take away the big six, and then the Premier League loses money. Parachute payments disappear. The championship loses money. League one loses money. League two, do you know what I mean? They start fucking knock on effect here. We're not just affecting the fucking Premier League and the Premier League fans and fans of six clubs who've got to shell out. Or instead of paying an extra hundred quid to go to an away game, they've got to shell out another five hundred quid to go to fucking, you know, a, a warm, humid night on a Wednesday night at the Bernabeu. You know what I mean? They've got to fuck. It, it's fucking ridiculous what's going to happen to, to football, and this could collapse the game in its entirety. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've just been saying like, how long has this been in the works for? But they've they've clearly not. I mean, I don't know what if they've have they done any of the homework in regards to all these queries? Have they got have they got a clue about this type of stuff? Have they got a clue that people like like we touched on before? People are getting the season tickets ready. What's going to happen to them? Um, like that, that's a minute thing. But in the like you said, the greater the greater good of the game, like all these payments that are getting getting sent down to keep these leagues afloat. I just don't I just don't see the thinking, and, and it's just honestly, it's just it, it's honestly just really baffling to me because 
like Klopp's, I've just seen some Klopp quotes there. Like he's saying, like the owners are reasonable and the serious, and the the, the pe- they are people who care about us. There is words that, that Paul Gorse has just tweeted there. But for everything that's happened today, that that's the exact opposite to me because I, I just it's it's clearly never been on the cards for anything that we would want to be a part of. And I just I just don't see why it, it's happening now. And like you said, if we want to. Keep it competitive. I just don't see how what, why this is how this is the way. Like they don't understand relegation. Well, it's 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 the highs and lows of football. That that's why that, that's why it's so good. You go through these lows. We went through low, sh- shit loads of them. We went in the Champions League for ages. Where we were like one in like once in like eight years was it or something like that. But then yeah. when you finally get it, that you f- it feels that much more sweeter. But if it, if we're gonna have playing Real Madrid and fucking all other teams every every whenever it's gonna happen, I haven't I don't even know. Then it doesn't it's it's not you're not rewarded in any way. It's just kind of well, this is the norm. This is the norm. We're gonna be playing these teams, and and that's that's just the way it is. And it's just I just I, I'm hoping it's just gonna like you said, it's gonna come to the point where next week maybe they go oh fucking hell, we've tested the water, we fucked up. Sorry, but. This time it just feels like it's too far gone for me for them to even yeah. to, to even consider that. No, it's a really good point, mate. And you just touched on there about the romance of it. The romance disappears, you know. That, like you said before, Mick not playing Real Madrid, you know, for 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 almost ten years and a knockout phase of it was was romantic. It was great to see, and the, we we looked at the Barcelona game, and it was it was like oh, we've fucking drawn Barcelona, you know. And then people were talking about. The Barcelona game with Gary Mack, which was twenty years ago today, and we, that hasn't been fucking spoken about today because of obvious reasons. And it, it's nice to have that sort of stuff. And Tim, I, I just, I can't be asked fucking playing them every fucking week. It's gonna wear off. Now, if this is a thing because they're looking at the bigger picture globally, because a lot of people want to um, see it from other countries and want to see all the best European sides play each other. Well, fuck off. You've not got to deal with it every fucking week. You know what I mean? It's, these are our fucking teams. They're not your teams where you're just a part-time fucking fan about it. And I saw another fucking stupid tweet that they, they researched 15 to 19-year-olds or 13 to 19-year-olds and said it's them that that want this. So, honestly, fuck off and put the controller down because that's not who your fucking demographic is. It really fucking isn't. And I'm not asked about fucking playing Real Madrid or Barcelona or, or Atletico every fucking week. Because I'd ra- give me me fucking cold, wet, windy nights on a Tuesday night away at Stoke. Give me them. That, that's what I want. I want to be playing Everton every week or ev- you know every season. Sorry, I want to be playing Fulham. I want to be playing Sheffield United. I want to be playing those teams. Don't take the Merseyside derby away from me because that's what I'm shit myself now over. I'm shit myself the fact that Premier League might fucking kick us out, and that's what that's that's my biggest worry. I want the Merseyside derby. I want to be playing local teams. Go on, tip. Go on, Mick. Sorry. I was just going to say it, and the last derby we lost as well, so that's another thing that we can't afford to have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fucking want another one. I want to fucking twist it round. Absolutely, mate. It's yeah. just, it, it, I fucking hate how our money talks. I really do. Um, for those of you who don't know who Gordon Gecko is, um, he once said greed is good, um, and he got arrested for it and spent 10 years in prison. Um, he was fucking wrong because greed isn't fucking good. I should have ended the pod on that, but I'm just fucking throwing it out there. Tim, uh, apparently there's an August start date for this thing. And for me, that just came out of thin air in terms of like, well, hang on, you're announcing it now and you want to start in August. Usually this shit is announced and then you wait another year. But it looks as though they want to fucking start this shit in August. And I think there's so much to fucking talk about in terms of protocols and getting all that fucking ready, especially in the midst of a fucking pandemic. 
I tend it, which is why I always thought this is a little part of me still thinks it, it could be bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that as 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 we were talking about before, you can't help but feel that this is some sort of power play on UEFA based on on the recent rulings that have come out. Maybe that they had had discussions with the club. You know, the 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 president of UEFA had said that he'd talked to Woodward. Um, you know, just just a couple of weeks ago about the changes to the Champions League, and Woodward had said how much he liked them and all that kind of stuff. But you can't help but feel like maybe he disagreed with that and maybe he was he was waiting on the back end of other clubs to be able to you know the bigger clubs to to step in and 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 make a make a bit of a stance against uefa and um you know again it, i i want to talk about how it's disrespectful to the history of football and, and all that kind of stuff but i i don't feel bad for for the likes of uefa because at the end of the day they're essentially doing exactly the same thing but in a different way and just because they have history on their side they're allowed to do it and you know we have to respect that and all that kind of stuff um it's I, I I don't really know what to say. I mean, honestly, as as fans, the best thing you could probably do is 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 go and support your local team. You know, your conference championship teams, your League One teams, your League Two teams, and put some money into them. You know, go go and watch them for a change, and and maybe start following a different club. Because at the end of the day, you whoever watched Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville uh, debate the ESL. The Super League, whatever you want to call it, for for fifteen quid, you're only going to watch them debate it in August when it starts for thirty five on Sky Sports. So it's 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 a complete mess. It's a shambles. Money has has eaten away at the at the heart of football, and and it seems to have completely, you know, taken its soul now. So it does, this- mate. It does. It's really good thing to say that it has taken its soul. Mick, in terms of soul now. Uh, because Liverpool is in your heart and in your soul. Sorry, Everton, I did steal that tagline then. Um, I want to know, Mick, where do you go from here? You personally, forget the Cop Out podcast, forget being neutral. Liverpool, we don't know if Liverpool are going to be allowed to play in the Premier League. We don't know. We don't know what the Premier League are going to say. We don't know that. So let's just assume that Liverpool are still allowed to play in the Premier League, right? And this European Super League kicks off in August and and you're not playing in the Champions League. What, where do you go from here, Mick? Do you continue to follow this football club or do you think, do you know what? You're not playing the Champions League, our favourite competition. It doesn't matter whether we finish fourth. You know, We could have a normal Liverpool season You know, back in the day where we're out of the title race by November. And you go, do you know what? Don't give a fuck. You can, you can finish ninth, you can finish tenth. I'm still playing the European Super League. Where do you go from here, Mick? As a Liverpool fan, what would you do? What's your feelings on it? I, I honestly haven't thought that far ahead. I'm hoping that this is all just going to be let's let's go to the pub and just let let this all blow over like fucking um, what was it fucking Shaun of the Dead? But um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I on I honestly I don't know because I, I'm I, I'm hoping like I'm I'm just I'm just being on Klopp quote watch here. But um, there's another one which kind of can answer it slightly. Um, so he said our owners made the decision. That's just one part of the club. They should calm down a little bit. Talking about Gary Neville, this is about it's only the first day. So it's only the first day. That says to me that that, that it can kind of be fixed. But mm-hmm. if, if not, I, I honestly don't know. If if we're just getting thrown into this, this league with no, not getting, like I keep saying this, but we're not getting rewarded for effort, then I don't, I, like I'm still going to, obviously I can't just stop following Liverpool Football Club. I can't because it's just so ingrained in me. But it's not going to be the same. Like Callagher said it perfectly before the game. Like fans aren't 
in love with football at the moment anyway because of VAR. Like, there's no fans mm. in the stadium. We've got VAR checking fucking everything. We're already hating footy. And then you throw this into the another spanner in the works. It's like, do you want anyone to be there when fans are allowed back in the stadium or are you just trying everything to fucking do the opposite? Because I just, I just honestly, I can't get my head around it. And it, if there's no competitiveness in a game of footy and it doesn't matter where you finish, then what is the point? That That's... That's the only way. Yeah, well, yeah. You might as well just go full FIFA and just get fucking the left. Get get legend Ronaldinho on the right. Get fucking Figo on the left and just <laughs> fucking go for it. But like, it's just to me, it's just I don't see why they think this is sustainable. If it does go ahead, how is it sustainable? What we're just going to accept after the whole time that we've been playing this Champions League and in the way it is. Obviously, like you said, Jade has been slight tweaks over the years, but. In the format that it's in, and the, the way that it is, it works perfectly. We're all acceptance of that. If you're the best four teams in, in England, you get in the Champions League. If you're not, and you're playing shit, you don't. That's just everyone accepts that. Like if Everton get into it one year, like like they did. Obviously, we got in it as well. But if it happened next year, for example, and we didn't get in it, we just have to grin and bear that and take the flack. But then it makes it all the more sweeter the year after when we get in, and they and they don't. And that's just like. That's part of the. That's part of footy. It's such a big part. Like you're taking the piss out of people there, and like just fans having banter and whatever else, the, the usual shit. But it's the little things like that that will just completely diminish, and the game will just slowly, slowly dis- dissolve into nothing. Yeah, it certainly will, mate. Well, what we'll do, boys, we're going to leave it there, and it's really good finish that by Mick. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Like, like we said before, like Klopp said earlier, it is the first day. Let's just see what the fuck happens. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another fucking day of drama. Breaking news. Everyone will be on Sky Sports all day. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll be back with... If there's more breaking news tomorrow, we'll be back to chat about it and stuff like that. But trying everybody to keep your heads up. But I'll tell you what, the one thing that this has done, which I'm going to take a massive positive, is is it, it's united the country in a way that nobody else has ever been able to unite the country before. Not even a fucking politician has been able to do this than what this is. And that is so pleasing, the fact that this has brought us uh, all fan bases closer together. You know, not the England national team can't even do that uh, from a football perspective. So, again, this is really good. And we do need to take a stand together uh, to try and get this stopped because it is absolutely fucking disgusting what's gone on. And there are so many, many fucking greedy bastards out there and every one of them should be fucking lynched for it. Um, not from a murderous perspective. You know, we're not fucking psychos on this channel, but we love our football club at the end of the day, don't we? We want to... You know, so we'll just see what happens. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. If you've stuck with us for these 53 minutes, we really, really appreciate it. Um, you are what make us keep on doing this because we've got our regular viewers and we've got our new viewers as well. We really, really appreciate it. So stay safe. Uh, we'll see you next time. And, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. This bullshit ends. Good night, guys. Podcast Network.